0: Listening to Hope for Today Church podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in this virtual space. We believe that as you listen, Jesus will minister to you right where you are. So open up your mind and your heart to what the word would say to you today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is our hope for today. So I've been really looking forward to this. And, um, and so I don't want to dress it up. I want Ed to be able to share and, and share from his heart. He's going in his wheelhouse today, but we can just welcome him and thank him for being here today. Bless you. Pastor Ed McKay. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, I, I, there's a camera <laughs> get, get back in your spot. <laughs> um, let me just encourage you with this. Um, I feel like I feel like Holy Spirit's already at work in us and among us. He's, he's speaking things into your heart already. Like if you didn't hear the gospel message through the music this morning, wow. Like God is after us and he's after our heart and he's stirring up. He's Remember back in the day when you used to have a percolator? Anybody? Anybody have a percolator? Still using your percolator? It's what you used to make coffee in, and and you uh, plugged it in, but it would bubble. It would. I remember this because my parents had one, uh, but it, it perc- it's percolating, and I believe the Holy Spirit. This is one of the ways He likes to speak to you, as His son and His daughter. He likes to percolate in you. He likes to um, put His ideas and His thoughts. Um, into your head and into your spirit so that you start to let them percolate. You start to let them uh, stir and, and create in you God's purposes and plans on the earth. See, Jesus wants to use his body. That's you. You. Like, thank you, Jesus, for the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, ministry that is meant to provoke you to chase down the things that are in your spirit so that God gets glorified on the earth. And I just believe in this house this morning, Pastor, there's a percolating going on. And... um And then I hear this uh, from John chapter 7, verse 37. Jesus is at the great feast. There is a feast going on. There is a celebration about God's goodness. And Jesus says this on the last and greatest day of the festival. Jesus stood up in a loud voice. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this he meant the spirit, whom those who had believed in him were later to receive, because up to that point the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. But Jesus has been glorified now. And the spirit of the Lord, that when you said yes to Jesus, if you said yes to him this morning, friends online, Get this, Jesus wants to empower you by his spirit to live the life that glorifies and honors him. And you know what? It's not dependent upon your great strength and trying, and I've got to do more, and if I just do more, then maybe God will be satisfied. The Spirit of God was given on the day of Pentecost for the purpose of empowering you to live the life you have on this earth. 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years, whatever God gives you, whatever you're allotted, whatever's gonna happen in your life, the Spirit of God is given to you and imparted to you so that you can live a victorious life. Listen, I, I don't know. You know, the last several years have been a challenge for the whole globe. But I hear that the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us this morning that if we'll just listen to what the Spirit has to say, if we'll have ears to hear what he has to say, there's something supernatural he wants to do with us today before we go. And it's not the great coffee you're going to get in the lobby. It's the power of his presence to live a victorious life. So um, let me just, let me just uh, engage this. Uh, are you ready for some scripture? Good. <laughs> uh, this is from the New American Standard Bible. It says this from Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brethren... Sisters, by the mercy of God, present your bodies living and holy sacrifices acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you, you online, you may prove what the will of God is, which is his good, acceptable, and perfect will. What an incredible uh, exhortation from the Apostle Paul to the church to um, let them know, listen, if you will surrender your life, if you'll give yourself as a living holy sacrifice that's pleasing to God. That's your spiritual act of worship. You want to have an amazing worship service? Give your life fully, completely over to the will and purposes of God. Because he'll take you on a journey that is beyond your Expectations. It's, it's beyond your capabilities. He'll take you to places and do things with you that are beyond your current capacity and skill set to do. Because that's the love of God for you. He says, There's more in this life. There's more to do. There's more than you've experienced. There's more than you have uh, been given uh, to do that you have, haven't done yet. Somebody say, There's more. There's more. For through the grace given to me, verse three, I say that anyone among you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought as God has allotted, but think of yourself with sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Today, this message, I started this several weeks ago and got to preach it last week, but the, 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 the message is this. Re-mind. mind Remind. Let you know when you go to the when you if you've ever gone to the body shop. Anybody take your truck car to the body shop and you got to get something done to it. What do they do? They give you the little thing that says re and re, repair, replace, repair, replace, and it, it and it's a taking out of what was. It's the current thing that's that's on you, and he's repairing it or he's redoing it. Uh, uh, really, that that whole. Prefix all the teachers in the in the house. <laughs> I'm terrible at English, but that whole prefix, that re, means do over. Anybody need a do over in certain areas of your life? Maybe you need, you need a remind There's need, something that needs to happen. There's something needs to get rewired. Something gets to, needs to get re. You know, the synaptic nerves, whatever's going on in here, needs to get needs to get rewired. It's, God wants to do something supernatural with that it, today, this morning, this afternoon. It is 3.15. But the message today, re-mind. And the biblical principle is this, that there's, there's power in a renewed mind. There is power in a renewed mind to live a victorious life. And the power of remembrance to remind us of God's faithfulness. So two things this morning, this afternoon. (laughs) Remind. Let God change your mind. Let him change your thinking. Let, Let us present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Let us remind ourselves of the power and the authority of his word. I love the worship stuff this morning. There's, a, there's something about stirring faith and reminding us of the faithfulness of God. And you know what? He's supernatural. And behold, he does come. And there's a trumpet sound across Canada. There's a trumpet sound in Waterford this morning. There's a trumpet sound of the voice of the Lord calling out to say, you don't have to live the way you've been living. There's something that he wants to rewire, make you rethink about, make you change your heart about. Listen, I know over the last several years, you know, the, the state of mental health of Canadians has been such a, on such this decline, and we need our mental health. We need our health system. We need our doctors. We need the people who, who've given their life to study hum, humans and how the brain works and how things, uh, you know, just fit together so that we can be healthy. Anybody want to be healthy? Oh, okay, there's about 10. That's awesome. Anybody want to have a healthy mindset walking through 2024? I certainly do. Maintaining mental health can be a full-time job. Just when you get over one thing and one situation, you seems like you're grappling for another and wrestling through that. You know, it gets harder and harder. And when you have responsibilities and it's like, God, help me through this. Even small everyday things that we do can have a huge impact negatively or positively on our mental health. And it affects us in various areas and relationships of our life. I, you know, the whole, there's this whole thing called doom scrolling. And, you know, there's algorithms that, that know what you're looking at. I, I, I look at a guitar, and all of a sudden, all these ads pop up for, oh, these guitars. Look at these guitars. Why don't you buy these guitars? But there's an algorithm, like if you, you, know, you click on a, a story, that all of a sudden, you're getting all these other negative stories. And listen, I want to be informed. I want to be informed as, as a Christian. I want to be informed of what's going on. But I don't want to get caught up in the algorithm of, man, this is depressing. Man, this is dragging me down. Man, this is the sucking the life out of me. Listen, I was reading about uh, one author talking about mental health, and he says this in recent days about how common the thought is, especially with women, but I'm going to nail you this morning. Men, your thought life. Women regularly think that what they bring to their families, marriages, friendships, and et cetera, is not adequate. That they're failures somehow. That somehow we're not where or who we're supposed to be. That we have failed as human beings somehow. That no matter how hard we try, we never have uh, be sufficient to fulfill God's given calling. We're not enough just... We feel like we're not enough just as we are. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. You were created to be exactly who you are right now. Right now. As individuals, we bring a uniqueness to the world that no one else can. While it's true that we're all works in progress, don't look at anybody, We're all works in progress that we make many mistakes along the way. We're living out exactly the divine curriculum that God has intended for us. Even the really hard parts, even the really hard parts, God uses them to glorify himself. Even the hard stuff. God says, I I know that's awful. I know that hurts. I know that's painful. I I see the pain in your life. And yet I'm going to use it to glorify my son. And you can be more than a conqueror because you already are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who's loved you and died for you. Because while you're yet still a sinner, Jesus said, I love you. I'm so in love with you that I'm going to put myself on the cross and I'm going to die for what you should have died for. I'm giving my life as a ransom, as a sacrifice so that you can live, so you can have life and have it abundantly. That's the heart of your heavenly father. See, which one of us, even as a a parent, a father, a mother, a grandmother, (laughs) grandfather, You see your kids, you see your grandkids, and you go, ah, love them, the little rascals. I love them, even in where they are, because you go, I know where they're going. I can see, and that's a God-given thing. God gives you that grace to go, I see where they can be. I know what their potential is, and you call it out of them. Well, God does that for you too, mom, dad grandma grandpa he still does he sees the potential he goes i i you're you're there's enough there is enough for you with the love and passion of jesus to cause all the things that are gone crooked to get make them straight that's the love of the father listen when you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror You stand in front of your mirror and go, Jeez, what happened to that dude? <laughs> Where did his hair go? <laughs> where's, where's the monster mullet from the 80s, right? <laughs> what happened to them? Still the same dude. <laughs> God's love and passion is still for us. Listen, if, you, if you're getting up in the morning and your thoughts are very toxic, depression, anxiety, the mental mess that can go on. Listen, I'm married to a beautiful, incredible, sweet woman of God, but she does not think in boxes like I do. She has railway tracks that cross over here and go over there. She, she thinks so that, va- like, she's, she's got a story to tell, and it starts here, but it goes here and around there and up and there. And just, and I go, why doesn't it just fit into that little waffle box right here? It's because that's the way she is. God created women to be like that. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's our job as men to go, really? okay. Where are you going with this? And asking good questions. And just going, that's how they are. That's how she is. And so I love that about her. Listen, back to, (laughs) let's not settle for the mental mess as the new normal. Let's not settle for, for the mental mess of the global situation or the national Canadian situation or even the, the, the local community you live in. Let's not settle for the mental mess that, that, that is there. Let's let the, the presence of Holy Spirit by, by giving our lives as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, so that we can know the mind of Christ, so that we can hear the voice of our Father, so that we can know who he is and what he's called us to do. Listen, God never called us to a confused life. He called us to live a transformed, victorious life. And even if you're in a season of the, wow, this valley, it's brutal. God's changing that. He's bringing you through the valley so that he can take you and, and use you for his glory and honor. So you know, God, nothing gets lost in God. Nothing gets lost in His presence. Nothing gets lost in His His in the story that He's telling, in the narrative that God s- s- tells nothing gets lost, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. God just goes, I'm taking it, I'm redeeming it, and I'm gonna use it for my glory. Listen back to Romans chapter 12, verse two from the New Living says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Somebody say think. Let God change you By the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, perfect. Listen, from the basic English translation, it says, And let not your behavior be like that of this world, but be changed and made new in mind, so that by experience you may have knowledge of the good, pleasing, Perfect will of God. Listen, the, the Greek word for mind is this, frantusio. Okay, that sounded Italian. That's, that didn't sound Greek at all. <laughs> okay, you give me any word in the Greek, I tell you, I know it is frantusio still sounds Italian. It's your brain. It's your wit. It's your intelligence. It's your reasoning. It's your imagination. It's your subconscious. It's your cerebrum. It's your conscious focus, your ingenuity, your smarts, your cognitive conception, your creativity, your instinct, your gray matter, your powers of reasoning. Listen, God wants to change our minds so that we can know his good, perfect, pleasing will. That's the heart of our father. Living as though we were made in the image and likeness of God, because that's what you were. Colossians 3 says this, set not your heart on things, or pardon me, set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds, say set your minds, just in, yeah, Father, we just, even now, we're just setting our minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. This is your position. You are seated in heavenly places. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Listen, mind your mind. (laughs) Let me encourage you to mind your mind. Pay attention to your thoughts. Let me say it this way. Any gardeners here? No gardener? Okay, we got one. We got, oh nobody wants to admit they're a gardener. I, no, I'm not. I, I've never touched. No, I don't. Mind your mind. Listen, for for gardeners, listen, you have to you you have to tend your garden. You have to pay attention when the weeds come and the tears and the things that get in there. You have to pay attention when you're growing flowers. You have to pay attention when you're growing fruit and vegetables. You have to mind the garden. I love it how Solomon said this in Song of Solomon's 2.15. He said, catch for us the little foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards because our vineyards that are in bloom. Take care, tend to the garden of your mind. Careful of your thoughts. I'm just encouraging you this week, even as you're going here, pay attention to the thoughts you have because some of them, they're not all yours. There's things that have been spoken. There's things that have been said in jest. There's things that you've believed about yourself that are untrue. But God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, wants to remind and rewire and re and re your mind when it comes to who you are and who God's called you to be. Remember, listen, there's hope and help on the road to healthier thoughts and a peak happiness that may be shorter than you think. Listen, can I propose to you this? There is a a woman, her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf. Anybody heard of her, Dr. Caroline Leaf? Phenomenal uh, woman, just spent 32 years, Laurie, in research, scientific research on the brain, working with people with brain injuries. And she has a great podcast, but she quotes another doctor, Dr. James, and he tells us these three things. Are you ready? For 2024, three things. Be kind, be kind, and be kind. To yourself. In 2024, from this day, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Listen, sometimes when you get these thoughts, it's like you just you're so harsh and critical with yourself. I, I gotta ask you, you know, there's a, a lot of empathy people who are empathetic, and I'm sure you're empathetic. The thoughts that you have about yourself, would you ever Look at a friend and go, yeah, they're blah 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 blah. blah, 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 blah." Two? No, you wouldn't. You would be super kind when you meet somebody. You love on them. You're kind, you're gracious, you're compassionate, you're loving, you're gentle, you're encouraging, you ask them questions about themselves. You love on them. Why aren't you doing that to yourself? Toxic thoughts will rob the life of God from you. Let those toxic thoughts in Jesus' name today, let let them be quenched, let them be be stopped. uh, Pay attention to your thoughts and your thought life. And when you get those negative thoughts, when when you think about negative or traumatic situations, ask the Holy Spirit in. Say, Holy Spirit, where are you in this? What are you doing and what are you saying? What do you think Holy Spirit's going to say? Is he going to say, oh, you low down, no good, rotten. And start shooting you? No, he's not. He's going to encourage you and build you up and he's going to love you. And he's going to speak life. Jesus said, my words are truth and they are life. They're health to your flesh. And the thing, the thoughts, the, the, the traumatic incident doesn't have to be your future. It doesn't have to be what's all there is. There's more. There's more. There's more. 2024, be kind. Be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your spouse. Be kind to others. Be kind to your neighbors. Listen, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, one of her books, um, we just started listening to it. <laughs> audible. Love Audible. Anyway, she, got, she, she talks about five things. I'm just going to give you a couple because I don't want to overwhelm you with too much. But to take away um, even this, these couple of sentences, first thing, be aware of toxic thoughts to catch them and manage them in their early stages. Be aware of toxic thoughts. You no good, low down, dirty rotten. That's not Jesus. Listen, he didn't go to the cross to go uh, beat you down. He went to the cross because that love, it's the love of God that brings you to repentance. It's the love of God that speaks life and hope to you today. Be aware, so be aware. Take a note, tattoo it on you somewhere. Be aware of your toxic thoughts and catch them. Manage them at the early stages. Mind management, manage your mind. Listen, ask yourself a couple of questions, your daily lifestyle. Does it include a good night's sleep? <laughs> what are you eating? Are you exercising? Are you going around just trying to people please and toxic perfectionism? Are you overthinking? Are you watching and looking at toxic or reading toxic emails and texts in the, at, at night? So unhealthy. Rob you of your sleep. Rob you of the vitality and life of God. So be aware of the toxic thoughts. Be aware of them and catch them in the early stages. Listen. Let me encourage you to do this. Pray, read the Psalms, but as you're reading through the Psalms, meditate on the Psalms. It's biblical to chew on and let that thought be in you. Let those thoughts encourage you. Let those thoughts remind you of the faithfulness of God. Let me encourage you to build memorial stones. We were talking about this Um, idea at tuesday night at the men's group about the the idea of remembering and uh, in the old testament there are several um, places where they built memorial stones to remind themselves of the faithfulness of god what is god doing or what has he done in your life Remind yourself, build a memorial stone. I wish we had some flat stones or something just to, to write on it with a marker, a permanent marker. The faithfulness of God. And what he's taking you through previously. And the idea is not just so you can, but so the generations behind can be told of the faithfulness of God. Listen, that's, there's, there's a great um, Jewish tradition. Uh, it's oral, and it's storytelling, and it's telling of the faithfulness of God. That's why when we read through the book of Revelation, it says, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony by telling their story, by telling others. This is the faithfulness of God. He brought me through a time of provision when I had no money. He brought me through a time where I was sick and I came out of the hospital. He was faithful. So these memorial stones, listen, I'm going to give you three spots. You're going to have to look them up yourself. <laughs> <A> little homework. <laughs> listen, uh, at Bethel, Genesis 28 10 to 22, Jacob set a pillar in Bethel to commemorate the powerful vision that he, that, uh, of God that he experienced while sleeping there. The experience was so striking that Jabet, Jacob felt that it must be commemorated. There must be a stone erected to where he slept, and he met and encountered God. At Gilgal, Joshua chapter 4, verse 1 to 8, God commands the Israelites to cross the Jordan River, which he had stopped miraculously. Say what God opens the sea so that they can cross over faithfulness of God listen First Samuel chapter 7 verse 7 to 12 There's a story of the Israelites and they're under attack by the Philistines and God leads them to victory. So Samuel erects a large stone and names it Ebenezer, meaning the stone of help. Well, who is the cornerstone? Jesus is the cornerstone. There's a a stone of remembrance. Listen, the apostles writing uh, in the epistles wrote several times, I'm writing to remind you and I'm writing to remind you again. I'm writing to, and, and I never get tired. <laughs> I love this. Paul says, I never get tired of telling you or reminding you of the faithfulness of God. Listen, let's, let, if we could, <laughs> five more minutes. You okay? Everybody all right? Okay, I got, I got some nods. Okay, there's this great book um, by a Dr. Eli Lerazolik, as a Eisenberg, he's a Jewish messianic born again tradi- uh, Christian, and he's got several um, words that he brings out from the Hebrew that I think are going to help us today, and hopefully impress and imprint and rewire some of our thinking, or remind us of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Are you ready? Okay, uh, the first word is image and it comes from this um, because again, um, God is, God makes us in his likeness. He causes, th- there was a conference in heaven <laughs> and the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit got together and they said this from Genesis chapter one, verse 26 uh, to 28, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule over it, the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. At the very beginning of the Bible, we're told that human beings are honored part of God's creation. God created people in his own Image. It's this word from Hebrew, tezalem Elohim, the Hebrew word image. And it's the, the word image is tezalem, is connected with another Hebrew word pronounced tezel, meaning shadow. And according to the Bible, a human being is nothing less than the image, the figure of God. Because in many ways, we are, we are male, female. God created us in his image, and his likeness, in his shadow, and it reflects the, the beauty and the majesty of God himself. Another biblical term that can be used is the same connection as Bezalel, and it comes from Exodus chapter 31, and it's, it's a craftsman appointed by God to create the tabernacle and all its furnishings. Literally, it means in the shadow of God. When we as humans worship the God of heaven and earth, we step in the very shadow, the very presence and proximity of his presence. We were made this way from the very beginning. That's your birthright right there. You have a birthright from God. You have a birthright to step into the shadow of God, into his very presence. You have a, you have a birthright to step into his, his love and care. You have a birthright to be in with him because of the image and likeness that he's made you in like him. One more. This word is uh, mercy, and it comes from Exodus 34. It says, The Lord descended in a cloud there with him as he called upon the name of the Lord, and then the Lord passed in front of Moses and proclaimed, The Lord the Lord God, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands Who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, that he will not leave, he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third generation. But Moses spent many days in God's presence receiving instruction from him. But this time God's presence was special. What happened can be described that Moses saw God from the back with peripheral vision. He heard God's Lord's voice proclamation which established Israel's God as a merciful, compassionate one. El rashum I'm sure that I'm not pronouncing that right but that's the Hebrew phonetic. The Hebrew word pronounced Rashmin means mercy or compassionate. The verb pronounced Le Rashim means to have mercy or even sometimes pity. Here's, the, here's an interesting thing. It also means that Hebrew word, that, that Hebrew word is a picture. Rashim means something like darling or beloved. What's most intriguing, Dr. Elan says, is the root conveys rash, rashashim, which also connects to the idea of Pregnancy. In Hebrew, a mother's womb is called the Rechim. There too, the miracle of conception and protection of, defi- of a child is defined in terms of mercy and compassion. This is the love of your Heavenly Father, that He has mercy and compassion. Now, He doesn't put up with the, being a rascal. He wants you to get it right. That's why we, we hear from, from Paul, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing, honoring to God. And you can do that today. Can we do that today? I'm going to talk to the people online, but I'm going to talk to you as well, okay? So I'm just asking, if you're here this morning, if you're listening this morning, you're, you're paying attention online, the love of God the Father Jesus the Son and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit wants to touch you and minister life to you today in your mind and in your thoughts and who he's created you to be. And I believe there's, there's, there's been a misconception of who you are and a, and a defiling and a, a, a twisting of who you are. And God says, I I love and delight in you as a son, as a daughter. And if you just come to me thirsty, if you come to me for that yoke of rest, I will, by the power of his word, manifest and change the way you think so that the toxic thoughts, the toxicity of things you've walked through don't hinder, don't hamper, won't hold you back from the, the good things God wants to do to you today and with you today. So Holy Spirit, I'm just asking our friends online who have been watching that you administer by the power of your spirit, and that you administer life and hope to them. And today, Father, as we we sit in your presence, as we've heard your word, I ask that you just take truth, I ask that you take your word that brings life and hope, and anywhere there's been toxicity of thinking, anywhere there's been toxicity of uh, trauma in any event in people's lives, Lord, that you would just come by the power of your presence, by the power of your presence, and breathe life into my friends this morning. Lord, that you'd open their ears to hear what your spirit has to say. Let your grace, your grace and your mercy, your slow, your compassionate, abounding in love, touch my friends here this morning, Lord. Minister life to them this week. We just say grace, 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 grace to every mountain, grace, grace to every situation in Jesus' name. I just, I just ask Holy Spirit where people are facing what looks like insurmountable odds that you'd come and just flatten those mountains this morning. You'd come and flatten the idea that we can't get through that you administer your grace that's sufficient and the power and truth of your word. So we say yes and amen to you, Holy Spirit, to come, come. Come, Lord. More than enough today. More than enough today, Father. More than enough today, Jesus. More than enough for me. More than enough today, Father. More than enough today, Holy Spirit.